Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. So Craig's in Winnipeg, right? Is that where he is? Yeah. I got to look it up. I got to see the temperature. Did the uh, the Jets win last night, Dubs? I have no idea. No? Hmm. The Leafs didn't. I know that much. The Jets won 4-2 and are, I think, okay. in first place, 29-10-4. and four. Yeah, and they are. Leafs, been amazing. Your Leafs lost, is it their fourth in a row? Uh, yeah, in a row. that'd be fourth. That's awesome. Yeah, you that's guys right, are great. Yeah. But luckily, they just have Vancouver coming up shortly, and uh, I think it's Calgary yeah. on Thursday, and then uh, the Kraken, and then Winnipeg back-to-back, I believe. So, yay, things are going well. <laughs> really light portion of the schedule. I tell you what, it's, it's amazing with this team, and, and we'll, we'll relate it to soccer. Ebson flows in the season. We all know that, right? And he can get down and get high. Ebson flows in every season, but it seems with this particular team, the Ebson flows, that there's more ebbs and more flows than any other team. It's literally week to week. Like they're at rock bottom for a week, and then they'll bounce back and look incredible for a week, and then rock bottom. It's just that consistency. How do you, as a professional athlete, maintain consistency? Because I don't get it. The teams I support, Outside of fairness, Liverpool don't have consistency. And as a fan, it, it drives me absolutely crazy. <laughs> and it's, welcome it's to Footy Prime. It's, it's difficult. It's, a, it's about balancing the, the day in, day out, the grind, the routine, uh, whether that's your own personal one or within the team, but then also not getting too stuck on all of the details and making sure that you're, you're looking long-term. Cause if you, if you do that too much, then you take yourself out of it. You take yourself out of the, out of the present moment, but you have to be cognizant of, of what's on the horizon of what's coming, the, the next challenges, the next things in front of you. But if you're not addressing what's right in front of you on the day to day, then, then that's where things sort of fall out of your grasp. You have to control what you can control. That's the most important thing. And and it and it's cliched. And I know hockey is probably the worst sport for all of it, but it's never too high, never too low. Like you you have to absolutely just just hit the middle ground because you're not not gonna have your best night all the time. But you, and this but is you so have many games, to perform right? at your very best. Yeah. 
in hockey compared to football, this, I mean, listen, we, we complain about there being too much football, too many games, and there is physically. Mm-hmm. But hockey and other sports, there's so many, Jimmy. I mean, 82 games plus playoffs. You're going to have to try and, like Dub said there, keep your eye on what's straight ahead. But that's not easy. Isn't that then the manager's job, though, to make sure his players are focused on that job? Even if, say, it's a, it's a winnable game and you've got your arch rubber coming up in three days' time, is it your job just to keep your focus? No, forget about what's happening next week. This is the next 90 minutes. Yeah, of course. I mean, look, you know, that, that's that's the million-dollar question is how, how do you get your team to perform the same week in and week out and win matches? Now, you got to realize throughout a season, you're going to go through a little spell. You're going to lose matches. I mean, there's there's been times where I remember playing and you prepare so well. You go into the match feeling great and you're down 3-0 after 20 minutes. And you're like, how the fuck did this just happen? Right? That and then there's other, times where you, there's other times where you feel terrible and you're like, oh my God, I feel like a bag of shit. And, and all of a sudden now you're up 2-0 after 20 minutes and you're like, how are we winning this match right now? We should be losing. But it's it's to be consistent is uh, a lot of it's just, it's mental. It's mental. It's a mental preparation, making sure that you're ready, making sure that you focus, your tactics are right. Um. But there, there's going to be those little spells throughout the season where I think the manager knows himself. You know, you'll, you'll play a match and it, everything just goes wrong. And it's like, okay, let's forget about this and let's move on. Now we got to focus on the next match and, and get ourselves going again. And you can't dwell on it because you you know you're going to go through those little spells throughout a season. All the all the clubs do. Look at Man City. Man City is one of the best teams in, in the world. And they've they've had that, that little spell, didn't they, where they lost a couple of matches and things weren't going well for them. But good teams find a way to win. And that's not just the staff, that's the players as well that, that know we're in a slump, but we're going to get out of this collectively. Yeah, but beyond all of those factors, that's why it's it's critical to make sure that you have the team culture and the team mentality and the mindset established and there's the buy-in. Yeah. Um, I saw a great clip. It was like a reel on Instagram and it was Nick Saban who just retired. And he was talking about how mediocre people don't get along with high performers and high performers don't get along with mediocre people. And it's impossible to build chemistry if you're trying to fuse both. It's impossible. And it's true. Whether you're talking- How do we get along? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all shoot for the middle, Wonger. It's all mediocre yes. here. No, no, but we're the <laughs> it's absolute- consistent mediocrity. Yes, we're the best at being mediocre. But it's Amazing. so true. I was literally just talking to uh, Tony about this, about how you know it's easy to get in with people who, who are going to drag you down. You've got to find those people that will elevate you, mm-hmm. right? And it's not necessarily a strategy in life. You know, I'm going to find people that elevate me today. But it's easy to find yourself, you know, suddenly, wow, there's a lot of negativity around me right now. Why the fuck is that? And I, I, find maybe- that I find that searching for other people really disingenuous that oh, I'm going to surround myself. Mm-hmm. Look, you grow up with people, you make friends, be true to them. But obviously, you don't want to be dragged down. Like sometimes you have to cut off friendships, too. Right. Mm-hmm. If they're dragging you down, sometimes you have to cut off appendage friends where you're like, I, I can't do that. And it can be in any situation where it's at work, where you're like, Oh, I need to, you, you, I want to be your friend, but you can't keep including me in this negativity and you have to have a chat and you have to be in good enough space and confident in yourself to have that conversation. Cause that's a, not an easy conversation either. What they do in the shadows, that great vampire TV show is fucking hilarious. And they have energy vampires 
Mm. And, and this one guy, he's basically, you know, he's an office worker. He's a typical cliched office worker and he's just negative. And, and, and they'll walk into a room and they're all happy. And then he'll just start talking and just <laughs> suck the energy. Right. We all know those people, don't we? And they've got and to exist. on always that teams person. Too. They're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So it's how do you how do you deal with that? And then and it goes bad. I don't know if this is on the docket, Charm. I might be fucking the rundown here, but um you look at you look at TFC and and Herdman talking about Insigne and and Bernadeschi and bringing them into the leadership group. I mean, yeah, I you have to. I mean, they're guys that these youngsters and other guys coming up are probably looking at them initially with stars in their eyes, idolizing them, but then maybe you see how they go about their business and the stuff that's come out over the course of the season. Maybe they're not the guys that they should be looking to, to set standards. So maybe that's the solution (laughs) though. You bring them into the leadership group and, and you expect more from them. Maybe they give you more, but, but maybe they don't. Yeah. And what happens when they're not performing and they go on a losing streak, they'll just suck the life out of that leadership. Are they, are they both wah, wah babies a little bit, both of them? They're very, they're fragile and but very dramatic aren't they well i'm thinking this isn't a bad play though by herdman because it didn't work the other way by keeping them on the outside so look being adaptable trying to change things up i don't think he has another situation where he can go with these two leaving them on the outside and complaining about them doesn't do anything either so you've got how many 21 and a half million dollars on the docket with these two 15 6 and 5 8 or so maybe 22 million You've got to make I'm, this I'm work. I'm 5'8". Thank you, Anger. Yeah. <laughs> You're 5'8", I'm 5'8", yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I think, though, they were in the leadership group last year, though. I mean, Insigne did captain the team at times. Yeah. Last, last season, right? And like like Dub says, I don't think he's got a choice. Whether they are here for the long term, and at the press conference this week, you know, he, he did raise some flags um, about how hard it's going to be to change this team on the pitch as far as personnel, given the cap situation. And he didn't say it, but the bottom line is that we've discussed it. These guys make a ton of money, as you mentioned there, Wonger. Not easy to move those contracts, right? So he might be stuck with them, in which case you have to try and elevate them. And you have to put them in a place to succeed. And guys making $21 million between them have to be in the leadership group, unfortunately, don't they? There's no alternative. And maybe it will elevate them. Maybe they will find themselves. They'll, he'll, he'll get the buy-in from these players that the previous two managers were unable to get. Maybe that's the sl- – I don't know. But, then but I don't it- know what else – if Herbin kept them out of that group, then that's just admitting failure. And that's like, yeah, these guys are gone. And they might mm-hmm. still be gone by the end of the window. I don't know. But it's a big risk and it's a big ask. But I agree with you. He does not have a choice, really. His well, hands, then I don't think it's a risk, Amy. Forced, but it's it is risk, because though. going back to these energy vampires mm. – you know, and if you have a, a a pie chart or you have like a, a spectrum of levels of suck, when you get to these two <laughs> fucking Italians as part of your Ronda Brownlee, Ronda Brownlee, we need an, uh, there an is a fuck ton yeah. of suck that's coming out of that leadership group if it all goes wrong. Let me tell you, it's like going to be a fucking black hole in Toronto. What are the levels of suck? It's fuck ton being the biggest, right? And then what? Shitloads, shitloads down there. Insidious probably exists, sort of like beneath, <laughs> because that's always happening. Um, I think minimal. You know, you have uh, external or what would be suck? Would be like I think the like highest the, level. The, the, I the think little the, attachment to clean the couch that would be I like think, the. I think your background. highest your highest level of suck. If there was a nickname, I think I'd call it Dyson. 
Yes, Kimmy. <laughs> okay. All right. So we've got Dyson being the yeah. biggest. This is something we've got to continue throughout the season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you got your Dyson suck. That is like, that is, that is the, the worst of the worst. That is the, the creme de la creme. The creme de la creme of the suck. Right. We are talking like a, I, I was going to go down a route there, which is disgusting and probably misogynistic. <laughs> porn star so suck? Is that where so you're yeah, going to go? Porn yeah, exactly. Janice, Janice Jameson, Dyson. Right, that's, that's, that's Dyson. <laughs> and then you got the... Uh, Supreme the, section. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Hoover, which is kind of like your, your middle suck. Yeah. Decent. Yeah. Not bad for the money, but it's yeah. no Dyson. Yeah. And then you got the, uh, I don't know, turn your fan on backwards. That kind of stuff. <laughs> That's right, reverse flow. Reverse flow. Or, <laughs> or it would be the, you know, the little one at the my brain's not working. The, the devil, the dirt devil. Yeah, that would be yeah, on the, the other devil. end of the dirt scale. Devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then at the same time, I went to go see Trolls, a third troll movie with my twins and the cousins, and it sucked. It was so bad. Oh. But Justin Timberlake does the music, and so like the music's kind of catchy, but the whole thing is they're trying to look for the perfect family harmony. And then these two pop stars have stolen one of the brothers and they've encased him in this like diamond prison. And the only thing that can break it is the family working together to find the perfect harmony that will burst him out of there. But all the while, these two pop stars to generate their hits um, kind of spray the essence of this brother's talent on them and he becomes almost translucent at the end. So at the same time as we're exploring the spectrum of suck, there'll be John Herdman um, and the essence of Herdman, perhaps, you know, leaving his body as these guys suck more and more of the <laughs> essence oh. out of him. <laughs> yeah, like a level coming down. Like he start, yeah. starts up, like he's full of energy up here. It's, it's John. Yeah. And then by game number six, the colors drain <laughs> to his nose. Yeah. And then he's alabaster. He goes alabaster. Then he goes translucent. Yeah. Then he goes full, like full yeah. invisible. And all you see is his, his great hair. That's right. right. Exactly. Because he was full of beans, full of energy at the press conference. And maybe he maybe was, he'll eh? switch him. Listen, he's I'm writing about this a little bit in the star this week, but you know, he he's obviously got the CVE men's, women's teams of big issues, big cultural issues, and he, he turned them around. But the difference was that with women, he had Christian Sinclair in a prime sitting there. He had Dana Matheson, he had Sophie Schmidt, really great world-class women's players. With the men, he had a young Alfonso Davis coming through, Tejan Buchanan. He had a Tebas sitting there as well. There was a real good raw product. At TFC, we don't know what he has at this point because the two world – well, okay, they're not world-class. We can't say that at this point. But the two top-level players, elite footballers on that team, might not be there by February the 2nd when the window closes. So we don't know what he has. It's a much bigger challenge, I think, because of that. He hasn't got that, that raw product just yet. To, to elevate this team. Although you can turn MLS teams around quickly, right? Look at Cincinnati. We talked about it last time. It can happen. But I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a huge, huge job. But he said all the right things. And, and he did talk about this buying. He said all the players are committed. They've smashed all these fitness records in the preseason. All the things managers say, right? In preseason, everything's great. He can't come out and say, whoa, some of those boys had a, had a fun off-season. Put it that way. Boy, the burner and, and Insigne, they don't think he can't say that all we can believe is what he says and that is they are completely committed at this point but it's going to be a fascinating few weeks because the rumors are out there jimmy lots of rumors with, with burner and juve 
And well, God knows about Insigne, there's so much money. I don't know how you move that contract, but it's going to be fascinating. So I don't know what we can read into too much from what he said in Monday's press conference, but this would be a preseason to keep a close eye on, put it that way. This throws me back to when uh, Craig said his dad wasn't worth a bean. And uh, then you just saying John was full of beans. So full of beans. <laughs> the opposite. Yeah, I was thinking though, but wasn't full of beans means full of shit in no, some vernacular? No, no, no. no, no. Oh. It means full, full of, of full is... of pep, lively. Oh, okay. Yeah, positivity. All right. Like, Sorry. We are I full of know. beans when this podcast starts. I can't believe you said it. that about Herdman. Charmed. <laughs> that he's full of energy. <laughs> what a prick. Yeah. <laughs> he did. I'll tell you what though, it's interesting when he, he kind of kind of threw Michael and Bob under the bus a little bit, saying it was a recipe for disaster, having a dad and a son in that situation, Jimmy. And he said, speaking to the other players, that was clearly a problem. Um, yeah. And it was never destined to work. Is that something as, as a former player, if you had a mom, a mom, well, it could be a mom or a son, obviously, but yeah, more I'm likely in football at the moment, a dad and a son. Uh, yeah. Dynamic, could, could you see that ever working? Uh, no, I think it's very difficult. I mean, I'm sure there has been some cases where it actually has worked, but as far as I know, no, I don't think it, it could work. But the other thing is for, for John to bring that up, he shouldn't have brought it up. For me, it's silly. You're a manager. Um, you know how difficult that job is. And there's no, there's no need to talk about a previous manager. You've come in there to, to do a job. What's What's happened in the past, you leave it because you never know if you're you're gonna cross paths again. So like, it, yeah, I think your best bet is just shut up and not not talk about the previous manager and their situation. I did you kind of ask a the club, now you move on and think forward. What? I, I asked a question. That's what we had to. That ask. was you, Sharon. I was gonna ask if it was unprompted, but you asked the question. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just asked him. Listen, it's no Michael in, in camp for the first time in years and years and years, and such a big. Big, he was the face, the voice of this franchise for years. How how different is the the energy and the dynamic? Right? I also I was like the same question as well, mm. uh, and that's why he and John gives good answers, right? Give him yeah. credit. So I, I will not criticize the answer, Jimmy, because it's so rare to get honesty from a manager. Yeah, <laughs> so, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's good that he he was honest with you, but I would have probably dodged that question. Left yeah, and respected and respect the previous <laughs> manager. Uh, unless, unless, of course, John, who's very strategic, is now trying to get uh, Manning's gig. So what he does is he puts himself <laughs> in a position to say, "Well, I would never have hired them in the first place," you know. Yeah. And then, oh, then, yeah, then, that's a that's an angle. I'm just saying, there's the angle. That is an angle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that could be. I you know I had a question, uh, sort of shifting gears a little bit, Jimmy, about TFC's training center. And somebody posted on Twitter, I think it was Casey Telford, actually, um, about how current or past players, as iconic or legendary as they were, once their career's done, their official playing career, they get removed from the training center. Why is that? What do you mean? What do you mean they get removed? I, I heard that, you know, like, it, say, uh, a Michael Bradley photo or poster or something that would have been up at the training center he's now retired so if there was an existing or even a jimmy brennan there is an existing photo of you or poster or something in there that's meant to inspire 
it's removed because you're no longer part of the current roster. I had no idea. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. It's, I mean, it the, is the, interesting. The, like, I mean, what would be the motivation the, behind I, that? Why I, would you do that? I haven't, I haven't been there in 12 years. <laughs> but apparently they, they've got, uh, I think the All-Stars are players that have played in the All-Star game are, are up on the wall. Um, and you know that because? Because I've had people, friends that have gone there and they've taken No, because you were an all-star, right? <laughs> You're an all-star, Jimmy. I was opening that up for you to yeah, talk about yourself, but you no, didn't but take it. I, I guess I, I understand <laughs> in a way, you know, if if you have current players that are, are up on the wall um, and those young players are aspiring to be that next kid that goes into the first team, and when that individual leaves, I can see them taking it down and putting another player up who's actually in that first team that those players can aspire mm -hmm. to be. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. there are still pictures there's there no, of like no point having a player that's up there and saying, "Hey, you can be like this guy." Well, this guy's been retired for two years. Doesn't make sense, right? You there are pictures up there of like championships in the past, right? I think when you yeah. walk in the main lobby there, there are. I'm pretty sure I remember like you know Canada Cup or Canadian Championship in in 2009 or whatever it was up there. Those are there, but maybe the individuals. I wish, I, yeah, I guess I can see that to a certain point. I mean, especially with John. Now, John has got his methods, which, you know, a lot of these players are going to experience for the first time. He strikes me as the kind of guy that doesn't look back, right? It's not about the past. It has to be looking forward, especially this team, right? Um, the, the scars are there from last season. And this team is still pretty much the exact same group as last season, right? Pretty much, give or take. I think they made one, one move so far with the Honduran coming in. He's, he seems pretty interesting. Um, but you can totally see John's methodology being one that listen last year's last year you have to put it behind you it's all about moving forward now so you can see some some moves in that capacity i suppose it's all what's all mental right at this point this point in the preseason isn't it all mental or is it all physical you tell me when you come into camp physical is physical like get your yeah. fitness levels up or prove that you are fit well that that's where the focus is it's always a it's always a balance but and you have to be mentally ready yourself. You have to be stealing yourself for the, the yeah. challenge because it's, oh. it's, it's going to be ridiculously tough and you have to kind of get through it yourself, but then also collectively. But yeah, the, the focus I think is, is, is mostly physical. Okay. I was also thinking, you know, we're talking about energy suckage and I'm also thinking, you know, in, in literature, um, you personify you can use personification and shitty locker rooms can have energy suckage too. You know, so a system can have energy suckage. So if Herdman can't break free, like just because you come in doesn't mean everyone's going to have that energy around them that says, Oh, I'm excited to be here, all that. So he has to, he has to create that this year, right from the start hopefully buy-in happens but he has to be maintain that consistency you talked about consistency charms for a manager a coach anything like that you have to create that system that doesn't suck the locker room that doesn't suck energy when people come in because a locker room is a magical place it yeah. could either be the best times you know whenever you see former players it's what i miss at 24 my last year playing or 23 my last year playing was the camaraderie and the the you know the locker rooms and guys going, how do you play with a body like that? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm not doing steroids. <laughs> I'm, I'm selling beer next season in the stands. <laughs> right. So, no, Wonger, you're 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 spot on because a manager does set the tone, right? Yeah. If a manager comes in and he's positive, he's got some energy, then that that plays off onto the players. And if I'm in the dressing room, a manager comes in, he's a bit lively, a little bit of a laugh, and gets you going, then. It creates a nice little energy. You get out into the pitch, good training session. You finish that training session. You come in, the banter's good, and everybody's laughing. But if a manager does come in and you could see he's grumpy, he's a little bit down, you know, that does suck the energy out of it, out of out of the dress room as well. Cause then you're looking, going, oh fuck it now, here we go. And then if you see his his body language on the side of the pitch during training and everybody's looking over and going, fuck, what's his problem? You know, it just it it it's it zaps it zaps the the energy in the in the dress room. So the manager does play a role in how that day is going to go, and it's so important that when they do come in, they they've got energy. So is it more important that the manager has a, a short memory more so than the players? Because going back to the Leafs, so so Leafs lose was it four or five straight. Sheldon Keith goes into the room on Thursday. He he could be down like fuck. These guys can't hold a lead defensively they're, they're a shambles god damn he's got to be in a certain place the pressure's on my shoulders now but he can't do that right before the game against calgary on thursday he's got to enter that room and, and at training at practice full of energy right and positivity does he not no matter how bad it is doesn't he dubs or can can a manager have that right to come in a little bit with, with a chip in his shoulder and perhaps not fill the room with effervescence I think going back to the the managers and the coaches that I've had, I think the ones that got the best response from the group did have that short memory where it, it was it what there wasn't an atmosphere if there was there was a mistake that was made. Um, I remember once playing for Atlanta, I got we lost a game um, right at right at the death. And the, he essentially blamed me for it. He didn't call me out in front of the team, but he said a player of your stature, a player of your quality shouldn't be, cannot be making that error in the middle of the pitch. I like, I slid over, I like stepped and I should have stayed at home kind of insulating the back line and it allowed them to get in behind and they, and they scored. And I was, I was embarrassed and I was furious, but he addressed it with me immediately um, and I appreciated that. But then the, the piece that I, I didn't like so much is that kind of shrouded our relationship moving forward, that that was held against me. And then the the best managers that I had is it's addressed and then the, the slate is wiped clean. And I, I think that's how you have to proceed. I don't think you you pretend that past mistakes don't exist or that a past record or a team performance, that it didn't happen. But I think you approach each game as if it's if, if it's a chance to, to, to make things right again or to just start again. And that sort of beginner's mind, that is, I think it serves players well, but it also serves coaches well. But that can't always be the case though, right? It must come can't a, always. Point, a point where, okay, this, this player just is not listening. And, and, well, and a, well, yeah, and there's also- must, that, must hold that against that player. That, and there's, you're also gauging the reaction and the response that you're getting from the player. So that this constant dialogue is, is always happening. So then when Jimmy's talking about the energy, of course that's important. But that's belied by an experience and a trust between player and coach. And that no matter or irrespective of the, of the attitude or energy that the coach brings in or the staff collectively brings in or your star players bring in, that there's that togetherness and then there's that um, motivation to perform 
mm-hmm. that is, is still the constant. That's the consistent piece. Jimmy, at York, so when you were coaching at York, you had, you know, the last season was a good season, but there were some tough times there as well. Um, with the leadership group, when negativity w- would seep into the room, which I'm sure it would at some point, obviously, you know, you're trying to be positive. Would you bring the leadership group together and say, listen, boys, I understand, you know, where we're at right now, but I, I sense this this creeping and this cancer in the room. Yeah, yeah. You, you, have, to, you have to elevate it. It's up to you boys now. Yeah, nail it right away. You get a vibe. You get a feeling. You know, you can you can just sense it when you go into the dress room. Something's not right, and you you have to address it right away because it can go downhill real quick if you if you let it dwell. So, it's the minute you start feeling that bad energy and things aren't right, then that's when you you got to address it. Now, I was a type. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing mint mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Coach as well that, you know, when training was going on, you know, Paul Salteri would would take training. I'd be walking around. I'd be, I'm more interested at times, you know, when, when training is going on to, to read the body language of players, to see who's off, who's who's buzzing. You know, you got a few players that are buzzing around, but you'll always catch one or two where, you know, the shoulders are a bit down and, you know, their, their energy's not there. And then that's where you kind of pull them and say, come here, let's go for a little walk. What's up? What's the matter? Ah, this is this is an issue that's going on. And, you know, I might have an issue with my, my girlfriend or maybe there's some things that are happening at home. And and then you, you've you've got to be able to talk and 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 you know, relate to them and make, be, be very open to find out what the situation is. And then, then you handle that situation. So if he's got an issue at home and things aren't right, it's okay. Listen, get yourself, go, go have a shower, go home, go deal with it. Go deal with it. We'll see you tomorrow morning. So I, I was always that guy that was always watching the players, looking at body language, see, see who was buzzing, who wasn't and, and find out what the situation, because if that individual is down and you're you're not addressing that situation then what they end up doing is you know if they're a little bit negative and things aren't going well then they'll end up talking to somebody else another player and then that can bring that player down and then all of a sudden it's a snowball effect mm-hmm. so you you've got to address things right away and always try to keep that energy levels really really good in the dressing room was there ever a situation jimmy where you pulled a player aside and you saw this you know head was down whatever and he said listen son, what, what's going on and he said my coach is a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's you. Many that was you the reason. And then I told him, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's crazy, right? I mean, there's so many dynamics. Wonga, you played uh, obviously college football. That's a big freaking squad of yeah. players, right? And you're playing what, once a week? Once a week for. Uh, if you're lucky, uh, we played 10 games, the most we played. But you start in mid-August at two-a-day practices where okay. you're you're on the football field for four hours, two in the morning. 
your whole day is football and then school starts. So the biggest thing about the locker room for me was you need everyone seen as groups. And it's funny, the groups that kind of pull together, it's not offense defense. So as a defensive back, you hang out with other guys, your size. So it was running backs, uh, some linebackers, if they were cool and uh, size, why size? Because the big guys, first of all, they don't, they're kind of intimidating. They, they're <laughs> half of them were like, you're a defensive back. Yeah. I'm not a big guy. No, you just hit big guys though. And you yeah, intimidate I hit them, them all the time. I hit them all the time, but it's different. <laughs> like you're actually, there's these, like the defensive line and the uh, offensive line kind of hang out. And it was really interesting to see that dynamic to the point where there were fist fights over music. Like it was, <laughs> some guys said, I am so sick of this Van Halen song and you'd go turn it off. And then one time, cause there was the, the boom boxes in the corner. So I turned it off one time and one of the big guys goes, why don't touch that. And then I go, okay, I'm not going to touch it. The next week, one of our, uh, one of the other DBs brought in this giant speaker that we put it in what we call DB corner. And then we just overpowered them. Douchebag corner. Up. I was yeah, going to say douchebag yeah. corner. <laughs> oh, we were the biggest douchebags. One of the reasons was, I have to be honest, the Roy big Ray? guys, they scared, like they scared average sized women. So you'd be at the bar partying and one of these giant men would lean on you. They're 280 pounds. So you don't want this big sweaty man being your wingman because they're scaring (laughs) people across the board. They're they're all former bouncers. These were 26, 27-year-old men that didn't, they'd all tried out for former, like they'd all tried out for CFL teams and were like, hey, I don't know what to do playing. It was ridiculous. And they didn't have any rules about age back then. So you could be like a thirty-two-year-old, <laughs> a thirty-two-year-old playing university football still, as long that as you ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Remember, so. Ryerson did a decent one year. I was there, a decent basketball team, not known for sports. Ryerson, Metropolitan University, by the way, now back in those days. And they, uh, there's some guy came out from the states called, I think his name was Alex Beeson, and he mm-hmm. he'd done time. He had a real dodgy checkered past. I forget what for, but he was just bossing the Canadian basketball scene. I think they got to the final or something. But it's like this guy, not not your typical 22-year-old fresh-faced university player. Like, yeah. This guy is doing some shit. Wow. He was terrifying. Hey, look who's here. Should we, should we bring him on? Yeah. I think we not only bring him on, we should hear from him. Yeah, what, no, I want to hear from him. So JC, yeah. as, as you, you know, most of our managers have been in New York the last number of days, should be home by now. But as full and victim to what is the Canadian airline industry, JC, explain the situation where you're at. Well, it's actually the Canadian and American airline industry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hi. Hey, yeah, it's better than Craig. <laughs> right now, you're. Tell That's us where it. you are and what you've been through. I am at uh, Montreal's Trudeau International Airport, uh, down the street from from Dubs, and yes, Dubs short Dubs, fifty-seven minutes away. <laughs> yes, Dubs, and I want to thank Dubs for letting us stay at her old apartment last night. Um, Welcome. Yeah, so that was really great. So we so we left the and we tried to get on our flight yesterday in New York at eleven o'clock, and then just kept getting pushed and pushed because of the weather. It was the first time it had snowed in over seven hundred days in New York, and then eventually we got canceled and then re 
routed to Montreal. And then when we got to Montreal, it was we got we were so late that we they closed the connecting flight gates in the airport. And so the plane was still sitting there, but they wouldn't let us on. So we went and got a hotel downtown. And now we're back at the airport, hopefully making our way back to Toronto uh, in the next half an hour. And are you still staying at my place? Uh, potentially. Potent- okay. You, well, you're still welcome. You're still so, welcome. Yeah, the keys. I am. The keys in the mailbox. Dan <laughs> Dan Wong is a is a is a gem. He let's let everybody know that the keys are in the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. No problem. Seventy five Rouge Catineau <laughs> Avenue. So, so if anybody else has, 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 uh, is in Toronto at a loose end and would like somewhere to stay. Party at Dan Wong's house. Did yeah. you just talk about Wonger's loose end? Hmm? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh, no. My on the out. My yeah. wizard sleeve. Oh, <laughs> me on the out. <laughs> well, JC, we're happy that you're almost right. back, back in town. But, uh, man, the, uh, yeah, the airline in- between you and Wonger, the airline industry, is not painting itself in glory in recent uh, no. days. But no. uh, travel safe, mate. And Peace. I'm assuming Wonger's uh, on editing duties. Yeah. Amy's yeah. going to have to write the write-up, and I'll do all the editing today, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, because I've, I've got a roll, sausage rolls today after this. Oh, so, amazing. All day, all day. JC, I'm putting you on your mic on mute just so you uh, we don't hear your background. And it's not working. Yeah. See? Let's just hit, let's hit the ambience of the airport, shall we? Just sit back and be quiet. Yeah. Oh. I wonder if you saw Tyson. Did you see Tyson in New York? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was was Iron Mike there, JC. He can't hear us now. And there he goes. <laughs> the, the the soft murmurings of disdain and anger at the airport, you know, the hum oh, of negativity. Horrible, Lots lady. of energy vampires there, I'll tell you that much. A lot yes. of energy vampires there. Usually yelling at the poor, poor uh staff at the desk who have no say on what's happening, but they get screamed at. Never understood that. I understand yeah. you're angry and it sucks yeah. and there's emotion, but the person standing there in the uniform, it's not their fault. So just give them a break. I agree. Okay, good. All right. Um, it's 22, <laughs> so Jimmy's got to go now. We should probably keep it a shorty one today, shall we? Yeah, we should. If Jimmy's going to, anything you want to say before you leave, Jimmy? No, I just uh, thank you very much for having me today. You're more than welcome, Jimmy. Thank you. You <laughs> played you. your part. You did. I really enjoyed it. It was a pleasure. We're going to do our footy primes best today, but because Craig's not here, I thought we'll just push it off because we need Craig to talk about, you know, best opponent, best teammate, worst teammate in honor of the FIFA best awards that went out this past week, which I didn't watch. I didn't know much about, actually. I know that Bon Mati won the women's best player and uh, Messi, surprise, surprise, won the men's. Uh, I know Dubs wasn't happy with the the 11, the all 11 for the women's Dubs. So it's just a, a popularity contest, correct? Yep, it is, and maybe it's. And what do you mean? Is sorry, is it popularity or marketing? Like not popular, like popular of of people and the press, or is it just like basically how many Instagram follows you have? That popular? Do you know what I mean? You you think that a player centric vote? So the players are voting for this, right? It's Fief Pro. Oh, okay. So you think that that would solve a lot of these issues with the women's game and popularity contests and how many Instagram followers you have, et cetera, but it doesn't. And it, and it maybe is these players voting for their friends and maybe a larger issue of how much football are they actually consuming and watching 
and how much are their perspectives skewed by the opponents they face um, all the time. So like the WSL had, um, I think, six out of those 11 spots in the best 11, which is probably not right. It's a yes, yes, it's probably the best league. But um, I don't think that that representation is is accurate if you're doing a a, a best 11. Hmm. Hmm. Before we go, I do want to talk about very quickly this, uh, I forget who sent it on the, on the dark web, but the LA Clippers have released um, the rules for what they call the wall, the, this new stadiums, arenas, uh, row of fans. It's like, hmm. you know, Dortmund, you have the yellow wall. It's like that, only it's nothing like that because there's rules in place here. <laughs> um, some of the rules are what well, you cannot cheer for the opposing team. You cannot wear opposing gear. Um, basically taking all the fun out of sports. Now, at the yellow wall in Dortmund, you wouldn't be cheering for the other team anyway, in fairness, because you'd probably have the shit kicked out of you. But it does kind of just... Do you need rules, is my point? It's North American sports. It's different to, to Other than sports. don't punch you, the person yeah. beside you? Yeah, no, right. you don't. I agree with you. Yeah, these things cost like 25 to 55K for a season ticket. Be now, I don't know why you buy one if you weren't cheering for the team, but when t- your team's going badly and they're struggling, it's your right to boo and to criticize. But it seems you'll be just, uh, you'll be sanctioned for such behavior. Mm. And this isn't the only place that does this, by the way. It's quite commonplace. I think someone wrote, was it was it Nesca? Someone wrote on, on about TFC a few weeks back when, when they first opened BMO Field. There were rules for the upper, upper level. You couldn't chant. Hmm. <laughs> like what the hell is that really mm. it's just reserved for the fan sections wow. shout out to nesker for his recent memes by the way yeah oh yes yeah. very very good yeah. I, did a, uh, I did i had a request i saw a little an opportunity with charm's picture that he put up of the empty tfc um meeting or john I, I, was, I wasn't criticizing the press no no for that it's just it was before it's a calm before the storm yeah yeah and it i i thought to it i looked at that picture and i said hey nesker can you because i know he has jmo all cut out already <laughs> John because he had to he had to put him in all different situations so i said can you give me a little mini mo and throw throw him up on the desk and he did that and then immediately it turned into charms getting thrown in there and having Having them in your palm of your hand, John oh, Molinaro, yeah, right? Molinaro in the palm of my hand. Finally, after all these years. Yes. So <laughs> I, I have to appreciate. You know what I like is our Sunday afternoon. We had some Sunday afternoon banter. We had some Tuesday afternoon banter on Twitter with our supporters group and people who love TFC and people who love footy in Canada. And it's so much fun to interact when it's silly and stupid and mm-hmm. um, inclusive. I mean, JMO floating in your hand at the TFC. It's a fantastic picture. I want a little JMO. I want him. You know what they do? Those 3D, 3D anim, you know, they do those 3D prints. If we could get a JMO and everyone yeah. get a little one to put on his desk. Oh, that'd be great. Be, or a JMO bobblehead. Charms had yes. a good line though. Cause then he said, finally, I've got JMO in the palm of my hand. Yeah. Which was, oh, which I also, was a good I also, line. I also mentioned uh, having watched Gen V, uh, it, it raises some significant, concerns for me have you seen gen v it's the yes. boys spin-off you know oh, I mean, we were talking we, we're saying bye to jimmy but jimmy bristol city beat west ham before you go oh, jimmy was gone they did. Yeah. go on the robins there you go too bad craig's not here to rub it in but you'll have time 
Oh, I've and got a couple of them now. The upcoming got... one could be Brennan versus Brennan Darby, right? Ooh, right. Because I think Bristol City plays the winner. Is it of Blackpool and Nottingham Forest? Oh, right. <laughs> Brennan v. Brennan Darby. That's yeah. Brennan yeah. v. Brennan. It'd be Mikey versus Jimmy. I pick Mikey. I'll have both jerseys. I'll just keep swapping them. <laughs> We're both. All the time. Yeah. Whoever's winning. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, back to TFC. I know you know a lot of light was made of that end of season press conference. Three reporters showed up. Four showed up okay. for this one. Oh, see you, Jimmy. Bye, Jimmy. Four, Bye, Jimmy. Four showed up for this one, and wow. it's it's a problem. I think there's. Well, there, did apathy. you get an email? Remember, you were yeah, talking. Yeah, about I there did. Was no no. Email? This time, I okay. did. Yeah, yeah. There's a real apathy around this team at the moment. And there's a hardcore fan base that are angry and, and volatile and they want change right now. And I you know, obviously understand that. And they've got it with the coach. Um, but apart from that, it used to be this place was packed. You know, TFC press conferences, there'd be six, seven, eight cameras. It'd be jammed to the rafters. And and to have just four, there's a real, they've got a lot of work to do, put it this way, to get that buzz back. And listen, a few results, a couple of juicy signings will make all the difference. But yeah, if you're running that club right now, there's some some obstacles and challenges ahead of you for sure. Beyond just what's on the pitch, it's getting that buzz back in this city. Dubs, when does the um, CF Montreal season for you start with the new co- manager there? All that kind of stuff. When is all? Are those press conferences already going on? What's going on with CF Montreal? Yeah, well, they introduced uh, Laurent Courtois. I guess it's a couple weeks Last ago week? now. Yeah, two weeks. Okay, I was away. <laughs> it feels yeah, like I ages ago. I know. Um, and and he was tremendous. Um, and then uh, Joel Waterman and Sam Piet uh, were interviewed yesterday, kind of the first team presser that was coming from Arizona, which is where they are initially for their preseason, and had nothing but positive things to say um, about Courtois, which I guess is what is what you expect, right? It's it's early days yet, but I but I think he's saying all the right things, and I think the guys are are excited about a, a new voice, um, but um, new assistants, I think, or new members of staff coming in because the the previous regime and Lasada, there were guys here from on contract from Bologna, and I don't think they've been renewed. So I think Courtois might be bringing in his own his own guys, his own people. Dubs, when they make a coaching change, obviously, usually the staff goes with them, right? Yep. In professional football, because usually they're, they're connected, right, at the hip. You know, this is oh, my yeah. group I'm bringing aboard. Now, occasionally there's there's holdovers or lesser staff members who stick around, but there's no way if you clear out the coach, you can really keep the, uh, the assistance, is there? There's too much of a connection to that failed regime. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's it's pretty difficult from a, from a messaging standpoint, like what we were talking about at, off the top here with like mm-hmm. what you want to be your consistent piece is that mindset, that mentality, your identity. So if that's shifted, that's changed. And obviously based on last season and how it went, they want that clean slate. So if you still have, you know, stragglers or hangers on um, clinging to that past regime, um, it's it's difficult to get the players on board if like every day you have the visual reminder of that. Mm-hmm. And to our listeners, I'd just like to say too that uh, we're going to do more MLS from Vancouver, from Montreal, and from Toronto. Uh, more coverage, just because I think it's important. Uh, and we're going to get Craig Forrest at some point to really d- 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 dive deep into the Whitecaps. That's what his job is going to be. We'll get some Whitecaps and Montreal people on as well. 
we are going to be doing more interviews will return we've got the, yeah. the site launching which we keep talking about it's coming soon it's on its way it's coming it is exciting week in fact wasn't it on there for yeah. us yeah yeah we have we're, we've got a lot of few we've got some uh updates to give everybody but yeah we're excited about what this new year brings and how we're going to lay out content and how we're going to deliver it and all the opportunities that we've put ourselves in the middle of which is kind of what we wanted when we started this four and a bit years ago sharms but it's mm -hmm. crazy that we're almost going on our 500th show that's nuts it's it nuts is. it really is and we've what stuck the around fuck? we're prolific thank Ooh, you that's prolific. a great word yeah 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 right? like um i don't know i was trying to think of vacuum segue there vacuum <laughs> a second like, hey before we knit it, all, knit it all together you know the show mm -hmm. but... before we jump there was a couple of different things i wanted to talk about first i know that people like to get a little updates on my life so <laughs> See, remember when i was uh when the cab driver stole my pin number and stole sixteen hundred dollars out of my yes. account i spoke to cibc yesterday they returned all of the money and the interest Wow. wow. I am. So thank Shouts you, CIBC. CIBC. CIBC and your fraud department and the guy who went, he literally went and bought groceries at Metro. I've got the whole list. It's hilarious. He's feeding his family, for Christ's sakes. $950 out. Hey, what am you, I? You know like what he bought? Les Miserables? Is it <laughs> he spent $950 on groceries? No, no. He, he, he went to four different Metros, Metro right. grocery stores spent money at all of them because he didn't know which one would accept the card right oh, I see. you don't want but at one point he he blew his load and did 950 dollars <laughs> out of my going back to suckage 950 uh 950 dollars right out of my account and that's when they went hey this isn't this guy's normal approach to banking so yeah so cibc <laughs> returned all the money plus interest and we you know we were talking about the honduras guy coming on charms um, what was interesting about that made me remember that when you and I were watching a Honduras Canada game, there was a guy who had shaved his head and he had all the he had a really weird lines in the top of his head. It looked like the brain of his head mm. on the outside. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was like, feeling yeah, you my... can see his medulla oblongata. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was wasn't like David Flores, head. I don't think. It was like a brain head. But the thing about it was <laughs> that I was, was feeling my head. I was feeling my head the other day and I'm like, thank yeah. God I'm not going bald like Craig because Craig yeah. has a perfect head, He's like perfect, full, bald head. perfect, perfect bald head. I've got like a line. It's like a pit bull, like too much skin, too much fur, <laughs> like people could grab it. And when I'm you like, lose I, weight I, quickly, there's a skin, right? And you, you, your fat head is not as fat as it once was. So uh, you've so got to lose, lose skin. I'm, or sure I'm sure there's like a niche population where that's like super hot and is like a fetish. But the, the deeper, the, so? deeper the crevice, the hotter it is. Yeah. Yes. Except hey, they call Chase, it a crevice. Chase back and Chase is back and hey! on the plane now. So he's hey, on Chase, the plane. Chase is on the plane. I'm you have last words, Chase. You have last words. Uh, well, hopefully they're not my last words. <laughs> but. <laughs> Why can't you wear? Hey, hey, Mel. Mel, are you guys hung over? <laughs> uh, well, I I went to the bar as soon as we got downtown last night at about midnight. So good. <laughs> Why can't you have blankets in your lap when you take off on a plane? You can't. No, I don't think so. Well, prob probably they don't want people touching themselves. 
Oh, is that what it is? The, uh, I'm okay. taking off. Back, back to the back to the suckage. <laughs> and you can't have your headphones in either, right? Because it's so important. Those are, you know, if we are descending to the to the ground at three thousand kilometers per hour, this is what you do. Yeah, these are these <laughs> are good things to say to someone who's about to take off. Hey, there's a guy. There's a guy there with a little rascal's cap on behind you. Say hi to him. Maybe he knows He's who we are. Peaky blinders. He's got <laughs> a peaky him, blinders. Hey. Cap. <laughs> you ask him. Hey, do you know who Cody Prime the podcast is? <laughs> Have a good day. Yeah. See Fly you, JC. Don't don't crash. I want to um, say just one thing before before we go. We were talking about the JMO memes, and maybe Nesker can put this one together. Maybe like a little mini JMO watching Afcon, because then ooh. remember. Uh, JC made the bet it was Egypt against Mozambique because then it would be JMO watching Momo. Ah. <laughs> no? Yeah. Well, listen, I, I, give you, I give you a lot of props for trying something new. Yeah, thank you. you know, they don't, don't always work. When you, throw no, the, they don't. when you throw the spaghetti at the wall, it doesn't always work. <laughs> you know, we don't rehearse and we don't plan. Don't. Everything is riffing in this show. And in fact, this was a great show. I really enjoyed this show because it went in a very different direction to the actual rundown. Which is good because Craig wasn't here, and yeah. uh, as I mentioned, Footy Prime's best awards. We need to have Craig there for sure, right? Um, and we're gonna uh, sorry, Sharms. So we're gonna have Craig in and out uh, for the next ten days. We're not sure of his schedule. <laughs> well, we're going back to the porn. That is stamina. Porn yes, <laughs> but that, well, that'll be found in our OnlyFans page. Days. Wow! Wow! If, if you know some Craig, point is too much, isn't it? It's popsicle <laughs> yeah, sticks. It is. It's popsicle I've got, sticks. I've got shit to do for us. Just finish. Come on. <laughs> popsicle sticks and the word "soft on" are very popular at Craig's house now. <laughs> yes, we'll have Craig on though. In, in and out, in and out, and in and out. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Yeah, that, that, okay, good. Good. Uh, Tonybed.ca, where we're gonna we'll wager. Some of our hard-earned ducats uh, later this week, of course, on footy picks coming to your listening on how's our Tony Friday. Bet, how's our Tony Bet uh, account doing? Do you remember? Well, what we went 88 bucks right when you were away. So we're, we're, so are we're, we up or down? Oh, no, we're up. We're up oh. over 600 bucks from oh, 500. Shit. That's pretty good. So bad. actually, as, as much as we joke around, we're not that bad. We're, no. Okay, we, we are. But we're not that that's a 20 if you said a 20% growth in a mutual fund year mm. over year you'd be very happy we're at 20% over yeah so, mainly because of the supporters club still that's that's our all of our brains they're consistent yeah. we are, are not they are consistent <laughs> but we did hit big <laughs> still watching jc's jc's still here with us by the way those who can't see he's still in the plane showing us all around Probably breaking a ton of privacy laws. This is probably highly illegal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ooh, he's got a screen in the back of his seat. Ooh, part one, eh? That's no flare. That's he's not flying flare today, apparently. That might be Pitbull behind him, actually. Is it Pitbull? <laughs> I, think I just saw Pitbull. The yeah. singer. Guy, you know what? The that singer. Fucking, yeah. That fucking suitcase is too big for up there. Check your baggage. Some people just take advantage, don't they? Mm-hmm. They take advantage. It's all very well, you know, on a on a short trip taking your baggage onto the plane for the above hold all. But some people just take the piss, right? And it's too big, just check your baggage. It makes life much easier. And quite honestly, you don't want to pay the fee. I get that. But if you just bring it to the departure lounge, there will be an announcement saying, we're at full capacity. If you want to check your baggage for free, please bring it to the front right now. Take advantage I, I, of that. Do it. I'm sorry. I just have to say, I love Charms, but I think his other, his, his alter ego is Andy Bitterman. 
Like there's, <laughs> there's always something sharp. I'm like, am I an energy vampire? <laughs> there's, there's some guy putting his fucking his carry on that fits. It's totally fits, and you're giving him the shit. <laughs> uh, look Fubo at the size TV. of that one. Oh, See, that's not that fucking thing. fitting anywhere. That's, awesome. that's also bag. a porn. That's you hear that in porn too. <laughs> the size of that bag. <laughs> Jesus, it's full of woman's mail sack. That's how that's full of that. Wow. Monger, Monger's whale be, sack. Monger's that, whale sack. That bag's going to be in and out over the next 10 days. <laughs> if your bag's going in, there's some big issues to, to, to talk, talk about here. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> down the hallway. Yeah. All right. Um, FuboTV.com. FuboTV.com slash fully prime. Make sure you, you watch and sign up and subscribe. Um, we're out of time. JC, if this is the last time we see you, we love you. Um, and Love I will feel very, Jake. very bad if, if you do crash, having made light of that on this podcast. Dubs, Wonga, Jimmy, thank you so much. Craig, wherever you are, somewhere in the in Winnipeg probably still. Enjoy yourself, yep. but enjoy Palm Springs. And now we're back on Friday Perfect. for the sexy sex. Is, is Craig back for that? Or should sexy we get sex? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll holler at him. Let's find out, right? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. Keep buying newspapers. Cheers for listening. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Beck. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Great <laughs> show, guys. Here we go. That was good. Was it? <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 